This is a dill pickle, a mighty pretty pickle, especially when he joins you at the show. We have lots of pretty pickles waiting for you at the refreshment center. They're plump, tender, mouth-watering. Wouldn't one taste good right now? Hello, welcome once again to Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of, actually, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? Good. Excellent. And in the state of Missouri? Hi, this is Kevin. Kevin, how's it going, sir? Not bad. Merry Christmas, all, and my compliments of the season to you all. Indeed. For folks who are curious, we are recording this on December 19th, 2021. So if you hear this after uh, Christmas, that is the reason why. And in the province of Alberta, Canada. Good day, eh? <laughs> who, is, who is that? That's Sean. <laughs> Sean, how's it going, Sean? I'm not too bad. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. I think everybody else is doing all right. Um, all right, so uh, folks who are curious, uh, who just stumbled upon us, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Um, it is, as I said, December 19th, 2021, for folks who are curious when we are recording this. Um, the, the news network is, uh, as I said, darkdiscussions.com, which has a bunch of things on it, including multiple podcasts, including this one. And it talks mostly genre news and things of that nature. Uh, we basically try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. And as we've seen over the past 20 years or so, uh, stuff that was considered geek culture at one time, like Dungeons and Dragons and Marvel superheroes and Star Wars and all that other stuff has now become uh, mainstream. And so uh, we want Hey, to I'm a geek. I'm proud of it. Intelligently. Yes. Yes, there you go. All right, so um, tonight we, we did, we're going to be talking about a, a film as well, and uh, it was a film that uh, was brought to our attention by Barrett from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Um, but uh, I think that's pretty much all we have. Oh, just a couple other things for house cleaning. Uh, Dark discussions at AOL.com to email us and give us your thoughts. We will read your emails on the podcast, or you can go to darkdiscussions.com in the menu and press contact us. And uh, you can email us that way as well, where a form will pop up, just like an email, as if you were doing customer service. Um, also, we do have a Patreon. Uh, there's a link right on the website, darkdiscussions.com. It will bring you to Patreon, where you can donate to the podcast. For every $5 that you donate to the podcast, you may have a chance to have us do a topic that you choose. So, for example, for every $5 you donate, so if you donate $15, you could choose three films. Or you could choose the same film three times, and it all goes into a figurative hat, and we will uh, randomly pick at the end of each quarter a film to do, and uh, then it will become an episode of one of the Dark Discussions podcasts, most likely Dark Discussions podcast, which is the original podcast of the news, uh, I guess, the news network. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, anybody else wanted to add anything that was... House cleaning. Uh, I know we may have things that we've seen. Uh, I know you, you have some, Sean, that you were mentioning offline uh, that we can talk about uh, at the end of the episode if we have time. But any other house cleaning stuff? All right. I guess not. So I guess we can get into our 
uh, topic tonight. And uh, Barrett, why don't you let everybody know what we're going to discuss tonight? We are going to discuss the 2021 film Behemoth. Um, make sure it's the 2021 film because there are some other movies named Behemoth out there. Um, so that's what you want to look for. Um, it's directed by, I'll never say his last name correctly, Peter Zuiski. Um, the writers are Derek Legas and Peter Zuiski. And the stars are Josh Eisenberg, Paul Statman, and Jennifer Churchich. All right, so let's listen to the trailer. So I'm going to fix all this. I'm going straight to the source. I'm going to see the main guy. How far are you willing to go? You won't stop until the threat has been eliminated. You are all a threat. That's like a Serbian name. Yeah, uh, I have a hard time with those. Yeah, I do as well. There's a lot of Z's and and stuff and stuff in there. Um, and the writers uh, Derek Lucas and Peter. Z- How do you say it again, Derek? I said Zuiski. Zuiski, yeah, uh, Zuiski, yeah, that works for me. I, I mean, I, I ain't gonna be able to try it. I might have said um, it differently before too. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, the film stars a number of folk. Uh, Josh Eisenberg uh, as the lead character, Joshua. Uh, his friends in the film are played by Richard Wagner, uh, Wagner, if you prefer, and Jennifer Churchich. Uh, uh, they play characters Dominic and Keeley. Uh, then there's uh, Paul Statman, uh, who plays uh, Lewis Woland, a uh, executive uh, in a company, among other smaller parts uh, as well. Um, the film uh, was released earlier this year. Um, probably just what? Barry, you were the one that found this film. Do you know when it I was I think released? it released in November, like mid November. I recall correctly. Yeah, so it's a, it's a very brand new film, um, and we'll discuss this film and um, give our thoughts. Um, I bet you they could be easily uh, found on, on places like Twitter and such. Uh, so I guess we can get into uh, what we felt about this film, but also how we heard about this film. So uh, let's start with you, Barrett, since you were the one that brought this film to our attention. Um, so you had asked me to look for some movies that we might be able to do on dark discussions. And this was one of the ones that, uh, they kind of voted down. Um, but I, I had found a list of movies that were coming out last month and this was on it and the trailer looked really good to me. So I thought it would be a good 
film to do, um, so we moved it to to this one, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, and we're going to review it tonight. I really like this movie, actually. Um, I thought the story was really good. The acting, eh, it, it's kind of got its ups and downs. There's a couple actors that I think are really good, um, and then some are kind of wooden, and some of the dialogue maybe not the greatest, but the movie itself... The story is great, and I, I like how it ends, um, and I like how it progresses. There's some cool CGI in here. There's also some <laughs> some practical effects that don't really work for me. Um, I'll get into that when we get into our um, talk about the movie. So, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I heard about this film because of uh, Barrett. Uh, he brought it up. As, I, as he mentioned, he just explained how it, it came about, and uh, um, could have been a, a topic for dark discussions but um, we did Nighthouse instead that week. Uh, and then these films just never were brought up again, um, along with the other films before that, that uh, you mentioned. Um, so, yeah, I watched this on Friday night. Uh, I had very low expectations. Um, even though the, the trailer was pretty damn good, and I usually don't watch trailers, but I decided to uh, because we were trying to see if my wife wanted to watch it. But um, at the time, my, my kid was... Um, one of my children was there and it was bothering, uh, she was bothering my wife uh, about, <laughs> about some stuff. So she didn't really pay attention. And then I just went and watched it anyway. Um, and so I had low expectations cause uh, a couple of folks, um, that, um, are part of the dark discussions news network, including, uh, Kevin Letts. I mentioned that, uh, they weren't much of a fan of the film, uh, but I'll let Kevin explain if that's true or not. But, um, I thought the film was really good. I, I, I loved this film. I thought it was, um, uh, a hidden gem. Um, there's, you know, like uh, there's one section at the beginning uh, when one of the actor actresses um, didn't deliver her lines realistically. Uh, but generally, um, the acting was, was solid after that. And um, for a low budget film and a, and trying to have um, uh, demonstrations for a company and things, they, they were able to do it nicely in a um, news footage. So. Uh, you know, to hide the limited number of people. Uh, and then as Barrett said, the, the story uh, was pretty awesome. Um, I was surprised they, they did go into some little politi- political stuff at the very end, um, but it didn't uh, take away from the final ending of um, what what um, happened. So, uh, yeah, I would give this a, a big thumbs up and, and recommend it to anybody who likes uh, independent and uh, hidden horror films or hidden gem horror films. Uh, let's go with you, Kevin. Yeah, uh, I heard of this movie mostly because I was told that this is the next movie we're going to do. And the name itself intrigued me uh, very quickly because the name Behemoth is uh, a name of a, a monster and or a, a demon in the Bible. And so I thought, oh, okay. I wonder if this is like a supernatural thing. I mean, I'd even, I mean, I looked at the trailer and I thought, okay, you know, the trailer looked interesting. And I thought maybe this was like a supernatural. And, uh, and at first I was a little frustrated with it. Uh, not really because of the acting, because I've seen some really good movies with not great acting. Um, but then it still, it, it, it kept my attention. And even though I didn't think this was like a fantastic movie, the fact that the, the movie kept my attention, uh, I, I, I'll give respect for it because 
mostly if a movie is that bad, like the deep ones, um, my, my attention kind of wanders away and I have to kind of rewind and kind of go back to where I was just to make sure I didn't miss anything. But, um, so overall, I think my opinion of it improved since I watched it, uh, just because it took, I just put in time to think about it and thought, you know, it, I, it, it's, it's still not a winner for me. It's still a one and done, but, um, it's, it was, it was interesting. I mean, and, and I'm saying that complimentary, it was interesting. It was, a uh, a movie with some interesting twists and turns and, are we looking at it at, at a uh, unreliable narrator or are we actually looking at something different? And so uh, this was an interesting movie and I'm glad I watched it. Oh, all right. There you go. Yeah. That's sometimes I, that's the thing is that you uh, watch a film and, and wait a day or two and you think about it. That happened with me with Annihilation. That happened with me with Sixth Sense and a number of other films. Um, so that, yeah, that makes sense. It's, that's a really interesting uh thing to add there kevin this was uh, definitely better than the spore that's all i'm saying <laughs> that is true this the spore was a major disappointment unfortunately sounds like yeah. i dodged the bullet on that one yeah and that was the film i thought was going to be better of the two just uh, same here their, their imdb <laughs> uh thing and both trailers are awesome for, for both of these films too yeah um all right let's go with you uh mr sean fox the ginger yes uh, yeah, dan ginger's always messing stuff up uh I went in not sure what to expect just because of some of the responses I'd read from people who'd watched it before. Uh, there were ideas that I liked in the movie. I maybe didn't like some of the execution of things at points. Uh, I will say, though, that this did not have an excellent sound or musical score like the Spore did. <laughs> so <laughs> where the Spore was not great overall. The soundtrack and stuff was awesome. I don't, I never was felt anything from the musical score in this one. And I, I which again, it's not a big thing for other people, but it was, yeah, I just, I don't know. It just didn't vibe with me. There's nothing memorable about it. So, um, and I guess some of the, some of the stuff with the effects, though was kind of like, eh. but I think I'm becoming one of the people who's like, loves practical effects too much. <laughs> as opposed to CGI stuff. So I'm sure that's just probably my own thing. So, but overall it wasn't a bad movie. I just, I don't know if I would rave about it. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, Cause I, I know I was telling texting you on Friday yeah. night saying, saying I thought it was pretty <laughs> damn good. Um, it definitely I, does not. You're right. It does not have the same type of score as the sports. That is the standout I, I, part of the score. I don't even remember the score at all. I don't remember any of the music or anything like that. I just, yeah, the I, music I was for, unmemorable. <laughs> I, like I, as somebody mentioned earlier, it was, it was the storyline that really uh, captured my, my, that, that it was the storyline that kept my attention. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, to be honest, most of the time, you know, um, you want the score to, blend into the film anyway so maybe that is a positive aspect and when it's so remembered for the spore but everything else about that movie sucked um <laughs> that may not be a good thing either so it all depends <laughs> on, on perspective there's a balance we need yeah, a balance <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um all right so um then we have a uh, four person uh 
perspective on this film. Um, so I guess we can um, do a wiki or IMDb part. Yeah, it's going to have to be an IMDb because that is all that there is. There is no Wikipedia page for this movie. Um, wiki, 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 wiki. A desperate father will risk anything, even his soul, to save his terminally ill daughter. It's pretty light. It doesn't really tell you anything. Uh, yeah, that 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 doesn't. I mean, obviously, it says something about a soul. So that sounds like you know, uh, sell your soul to the devil, the the um, uh, Faust type thing, or whatever. Um, but yeah, otherwise, it doesn't really say anything. Um, well, I mean, even you talking about you know risking your soul or what have you. I mean, you could even use it as a metaphor for you know, like risking your well-being, you know, because I, I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but the guy is, he's, he's really into the conspiracy theories about this disease and, you know, and he just becomes so obsessed about it, you know, because he says, you know, he's trying to save his daughter, which he is, but he's, but he's more like his, he's just devoted so much to it that he forgets his family almost you know, and doesn't, I mean, he thinks he's doing it for his family, but he's just so focused on it that he neglects his family. So in a way, you know, the family is part of your soul and, you know, so yeah, you could, you can argue that it has nothing to do with like selling yourself to the devil when also, you read that wiki. Also, uh, uh, Kevin, that, that's a good point. Cause I wasn't really thinking of that, but, but also, uh, selling your soul or, or, or risking your soul doesn't, or it doesn't necessarily even mean Faust, right? That's a good point. It can also mean um, just doing bad things. And if you live a, a decent and honorable life, and you're, uh, I guess, a religious person, at least in the Judeo-Christian uh, uh, religions, um, generally you're not risking your soul if you live a honorable and good life. But if you do bad things like steal or murder or rape or pedophilia or any other terrible and horrible thing, people, animal abuse, um, then you're risking your soul. And, and so that technically could be an interpretation of, uh, what this means as well. Uh, when someone says, uh, risking one's soul. Well, I mean, there's a, there is a line in the Bible that, uh, Jesus said, you know, what's essentially said is, you know, what's the point of gaining the world, but forfeiting your own soul. Yeah, indeed. And, and, you know, just to be uh, a little uh, uh, more, um, I get, I, I wish I knew the word I'm trying to think of, but I'll just go with something else. Uh, at ease of things, you know, you always say, oh, crumbs, Kevin, because, you know, in, in your eyes, using God's name in vain or profanities may, in a sense, not be living a, a virtuous life. And so you're not risking using those words and you go, Oh crumbs, you know, and, and that's kind of sort of a, uh, a um, more innocent uh, example of the term, I guess, or the analogy. Thoughts, Kevin, since I brought you up. Oh, that's well, I mean, part of me picked up Oh crumbs because I watched a lot of British TV and Especially growing up, I watched Danger Mouse, and uh, one of the characters would say, oh, crumbs a lot. And that's just something that caught on with me. But, I mean, you're right, though. I mean, I, I don't like using, you know, bad, you know, what we call swear words. Um, you know, and, then, and that's 
partially because I believe as a Christian I should not, but that's also a choice of mine um, to to not use that that type of language. Sure, sure. Yeah, and we did actually get an email or, or something once. I, forget, I, I didn't bother reading it because it was just a, a thing about you talk, saying that. And during one of our during our Mala uh, review on Halloween boutique psychotronic reviews, and you said it, Kevin, and the person was like flabbergasted that you, you said it. And that's the only reason why I haven't noticed huh. it was because of that email. And I just emailed the guy back saying, "Well, you know, your your uh, your belief system and whatever." And uh, but you know, not everyone knew. swears. I mean, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and we knew we knew what he meant. You know, so so yeah, it is what it is. Uh, well, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny that I mean, I remember like long long time ago. You know, you would if you if you would swear, people got all upset. Now it feels like I mean, did I upset somebody because I didn't swear? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah exactly. That's basically, what you did. Yeah, yeah, because the person was <laughs> um, in the email um, somewhat annoyed about it. I guess that's my belief why. is everyone should talk the way they want to talk. Now, you know, in certain environments. I might swear a lot in this environment. I try not to. It's sure, just sure. the way I am, you know? Right. Well, and, and, and that's true. I remember, you know, like when you we were back in the late seventies or, or whatever. And I watched taxi driver when I was 10 years old, I watched the, the rated version, you know, TV version. So they cut out a lot of stuff, but I, I saw, I eventually got to see it uh, otherwise. And, and I saw the thing a couple of years otherwise as well. And, and there's the F bomb is used in, in those films. <laughs> And it, and it was shocking back in those days, and now it's like, like, like now it's just a regular word, yeah. Yeah, yeah but exactly. I respect that that um, Kevin is able to not, you know, do that. Sure. And I mean, and, and I'll say, I mean, I have, I know people all around me. I mean, I used to when I when I was in uh, upstate New York, I used to hang around with a lot of uh, people from, you know, the the Irish cultural com- group and there are a few of them where like the f-bomb was just just like any other word to them and you know and I, i'm it's not something that i i enjoy but at the same time i'm used to and it doesn't affect me and it doesn't offend me either the thing that bothers me is like when somebody uses jesus christ name you know because that that's that's a name and that's that's a person you know it's it's that i you know have a deep deep love for and i don't I don't like hearing his name used that way, but I also understand that I can't tell you, Hey, stop t- talking like that. Oh, Hey, stop talking like that. The worth, the most I can do is, Hey, look, at least while I'm around, could you please just not use Christ's name like that? And that's it. And if they still do it, then there, there's, I, I mean, that's their choice. I, I, I don't want to force them. I don't want to, you know, be the self-righteous jerk. I just said, look, I, this is just how if, I would appreciate it if you did not do that. But if you do, okay, whatever. Now, and, now, oh, come on. No, I'm done. Oh, uh, now, obviously, we, we got off topic, and, and that's what yeah, happens in some of these, these podcasts where we do talk about um, analogies and things that kind of sort of are related to uh, the film and, in this case, the IMDb uh, synopsis. Well, and I also think it's good to, for our listeners to know us, and this conversation kind of lets them get to know us. Right. Well, and it also was, was a, a legitimate conversation because yeah, yeah. Kevin, Kevin was absolutely right that, and, and then me bringing up uh, just doing bad things, you're risking your soul if, if you're at least a religious person. Um, so it, it makes sense that that that's that's what 
you know, one risk their soul doesn't mean you're selling it to the devil necessarily. It means that you may be doing it, doing something that could, if you are a religious person, being judged later in another life, uh, something that may not be a good thing. Um, Can I throw in an idea? Absolutely, sir. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, I was just going to say, sort of touching on what Kevin mentioned with the main character trying to save his daughter. Uh, can I use a spoiler from another movie <laughs> that I that made me think of something sure. as I was watching it? So, has anyone watched The Fountain? Fountain. Oh, is that the one with yeah, yeah Darren? I, love I, have, I have not seen it. I know the film. Yeah. So yeah. there's the the thing that I was thinking about when you touched on the idea about how he was so caught up in his conspiracy theory, which may or may not have been incorrect, uh, but he was so wrapped up in that in trying to save his daughter that he didn't spend time with his daughter. And it reminded me very much of one of the storylines in The Fountain where the husband is desperately trying to do everything to save his wife medically, but he's not spending time with her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the end of the movie, he realizes that, you know, in all his efforts to save his wife, he never got to spend his last time with his wife. And that's what it kind of like, to me, that's, I don't know, that's what hit me was, you know, getting so caught up in wanting to do the saving part, but then you, you know, how much more would have made if you had actually been able to spend the time with the person you care about? Right. I think that would made it a bigger tragedy, right? Yeah. So uh, that's that's just what I was thinking as I was watching. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is very much like the aspect of the fountain. So yeah, well, and that's that's, that's the thing, right? You don't want to, um, People don't uh, have to die alone. Um, and and yeah, what the hell was the movie I saw the other day? Uh, which oh uh, I th- oh, oh I think it was uh, three billboards from Epping, Missouri, where a character says, "I, I yeah, it was it was Woody Harrelson's character." He goes he goes I I did I never I was not alone when I was born because my mother was there. And I'm not going to die alone because my family's here. And and so Goodwill Hunting, you know, Robin Williams' character says that, you know, when his wife was dying of cancer, he was in the, that hospital room and visiting hours didn't apply to him because, you know, it's his wife and, and she's going. And he was there. And so this guy here in this movie here, you know, he maybe want to be protesting certain things and there may even be a twist and we'll get into that um but because he blames a certain company for the disease on his daughter which is fine but maybe that's something that he should he should be doing after his daughter either recovers or his daughter passes because he's missing out all this time with his young daughter who is you know loves her daddy and that's the thing, like current days, we've got people that are dying alone because of the pandemic, you know, not that to bring that up again, but I mean, that's a, a, a well, thing yeah, I mean, people are dying alone because of the pandemic, partially because yeah. one, they're, because they're isolated, people won't, and they won't let other people in. And so, right. I'm sorry, I think we lost Barrett, Barrett, yeah, Barrett, you said something, we, 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 you dropped out. Ah, now I forget. I get, my internet connection is unstable once in a while here, and I'm getting dropped off. Sorry. Okay. 
generation. No, but we, uh, like, uh, Barrett, we were talking about people dying alone, and, you know, because of COVID. And I was mentioned, I mentioned that, you know, some people would die alone just because they, their families were not allowed to be with them just because of how infectious the disease, uh, disease can be. Oh, that reminds me. Yeah. So some just are afraid to go too, you know, into a hospital environment and all that too. So it's making it hard for people. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, for folks who are are unaware, um, January fourteenth of uh, twenty twenty one, my father died of COVID, and um, that was obviously during the the uh, uh, still uh, people didn't know much about the what was going on, and so my father, yeah, he pretty much died alone uh, at his uh, assisted living, and. Um, you know, my sister didn't even want to come up for a funeral um, because of the, the pandemic. And, and then I, when I was talking to the, the nurse, um, she said, yeah, your father's not doing good. You may want to come in. And it's like, what does that mean? Well, well I get the, the, the COVID too, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a thing where, where um, sometimes, uh, people. Well, and, and then there's, you know, uh, I, I heard a, th- a podcast the other day about people who don't have children, which is fine, but who, who who's going to be there for them when they're on their deathbed too? So I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's, I don't have any children. I wonder that, you know, that's yeah. a question I have in my mind. Like we don't have children, but you know, yeah. you shouldn't think that your children are going to take care of you either. <laughs> so. that's, that's, that's right. And, and also <laughs> your children aren't you. So your children could be shits. Right, exactly. You know, so, so, you, so, you, so you just never know. Uh, you know, just as parents can be shits, their kids can be shits too. Yep. Um, so, so either way, um, yeah. So this guy decides to do certain things, and his wife keeps on calling him, and he's destroying his own marriage in the oh, process yeah. too, because his wife's saying, "We need you here. Your daughter needs you. She loves you. She wants to see you know." And they're married. You know, it's not like they're separated, and she's calling him, and he goes, "Yeah, but I got to do this," and it's like. Gee, that's, that's just wonderful. This is part of the storyline that I think is a little lacking is that we really don't know how she got poisoned and what exactly he thinks poisoned her. Well, I, I want to bring something up, but that's after the spoiler alert. Okay. Um, because I think there's a twist unless I misread this film completely, but we'll, we'll get into that in a moment. And I might've uh, missed it. So, I mean, that's just what I noticed. So sure, yeah, we can sure. do that after spoilers. Um, so yeah, for folks who are new to this podcast or are just for familiarity for those who aren't, uh, Dark Discussions and its sister podcast, Halloween Petite Psychotronic Reviews, uh, does not just, uh, review films, but we also critique and dissect films. So at a certain point, we'll throw up a spoiler alert and we will talk about anything, any anything and everything related to this film, any specific scenes or ideas or, or spoilers that um, are interesting to the plot and that may have symbolism and all that other stuff. So uh, we'll warn you folks when we do throw up the spoiler alert. I want to bring up the worst scene that I thought was in the movie. When the guy gets hit by the car and you can see it's an obvious dummy when it starts rolling across the ground and then lays still. 
Yes. I thought that was hilarious. What, I don't remember this scene. Uh, so they're in, they're oh. in the van, and the guy comes walking across to give her the things she oh, forgot. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Bam, he gets hit, and then you see a dummy rolling around in the ground, and it's obviously a dummy. I thought that was the worst worst practical effect they did in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but at least it was a practical effect, not a uh, computer True. Effect, yeah. computer-assisted. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the thing is, is that... Um, I, I didn't. I didn't notice it because I was watching this film on my iPhone, so it was a very small screen. Even though it was, you know, like two to three feet away from me. Um, and if anybody is curious, uh, Sean Fox, I'm sure can uh, convert that to metrics since I, I'm an American and I have no idea what metrics are. Um, so the but so maybe I, it was because of the small screen. I, I didn't notice that defect, Barrett. Because when I when that happened, I was like, holy. And I had to rewind it. Oh my god! But it looked cool until you see the dummy. If they'd have just left it at the guy getting hit, I'd have been cool with that. But showing the dummy rolling, you got to watch it again because it's so obvious. I mean, maybe you're right. It's like maybe it's like you watch the guy get hit, and then you just see him just laying there on the ground, like the after effect, and not the the rolling around bit. That might be that might help. They could have just yeah, left it yeah. to the imagination and yeah. not shown anything afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. But you're right. You're right. A uh, 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 interesting cut would have been what what you said, Kevin, because I was thinking the exact same thing when Barrett was talking about this, which is why didn't they just show the hit <laughs> and then cut to her expression, going "Oh my God," and then cut back. It's, it's just seeing the body on the ground and some blood around it or something. Yeah, and that, that that would have worked too. Um, but, but this uh, was like in the you know in the seventies when they tried to throw a body off a building, and you could tell because the arms are just like floating around that it's an obvious yeah. dummy. It was just like that. Sure, sure, did any, yeah, yeah. Did any, did any of you watch the movie The Shadow that came out in the mid nineties? And there was yeah, a sequence where the that guy with Billy falls Zane? off the building. No, not the Billy Zane one. It's that's because that's the the other whatever I can't remember, but that was bad too. But it was the Shadow oh, of Alex Baldwin, and it was yeah. it's a sequence where the guy falls off the building and <laughs> the doll bounces off the corner of the building and just looks so ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's funny because like I, I saw a Monty Python skit where they did something like that. I mean, it even got to the point where you see the person throwing the dummy out the window. <laughs> That's crazy. But I mean, this is Monty Python. It's supposed well, it to be supposed ridiculous to be that way, yeah. and right, funny. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, right. it, it was obvious, but it was, right. well, it was still, it was very good. All right. So let's uh, move on because, uh, you know, we, we made that point that, you know, it's a low budget film and, and whatnot. And it was a, a curiosity. Uh, but we should get back on topic. Um, so anything? Oh, yeah. Go on. Please, Sean. Sorry. I, I was just going to throw out this. So I personally was feeling a little bummed that I didn't see a behemoth like I had hoped for. But then I was wondering if it was just be supposed to take that you're supposed to take that the company is the behemoth. Like, well, there there is a monster on the poster, right? And it looks like some sort of demon kind of thing. And Isn't that the thing at the end of the movie. Yeah. So what what is what is a behemoth exactly? Then I thought that just meant like a big something that's giant sized, like like a whale is behemoth. I mean, that's really what it means. But, but yeah. is it is it a mythological being too? Because in the the I think Kevin knows because he he'll know from, be familiar with the Bible. But I think it was the idea is that the behemoth and uh, Leviathan behemoth, were like working together. 
And at, at the end of days, they would be the food for the people who survived, I think. Or I could be getting that wrong. But the idea well, is that they... Well, please finish. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. So it's just the idea was that the Leviathan was a huge creature in the, the seas. And then this was a land creature. Yeah, and it like ate, that. ate grain or something and was, like, huge. <laughs> It was like so, some kind of chaos monster or something. Yeah, right. very much like that, right? I just and I like the monster they used okay. in the the movie was I I don't know I was right, I, I guess I, I got, was hoping for more, right? I got it here. I got it here. Um, uh, first of all, for folks who are uh, curious, I butcher words a lot because I pronounce them as they're spelled rather than how the English language tries to tell us how it's said. So I said, and you also have a Boston accent. Yeah, that's true too. So so I said behemoth, and what is it supposed to be, Sean? Behemoth. Behemoth. Okay. So Behemoth is said to be a primal land creature that was created by God when he crafted the world. Behemoth is a powerful land animal that cannot be defeated by anyone but God. Similarly, God created Leviathan, ruler of the sea, and Ziz, king of the skies. Shortly after Leviathan's creation, however, the creature was corrupted by chaos. Does okay. that make sense? It, it, well, can I, can I just uh, – hang, hang on a minute. Let, let me uh... – I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but I'm just going to read um, from from the Book of Job because that's where that's the only place in the Book of Job where this this name is um, it in not the Bible. Offend anybody? <laughs> well, it's there just are the Bible people. <laughs> oh crumbs! Okay, um, behold, Behemoth. This is in Job chapter forty, uh, chap- chapter forty, verse fifteen through. Uh, 18, really. Um, Behold, behemoth, which I made as I made you. He eats grass like an ox. Behold, his strength is in in his loins and his power is in the muscles of his belly. He makes his tail stiff like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze. His limbs are like bars of iron. Okay, this is behemoth um, in you know, from, from the book of Job, you know, and it sounds like a, a, a massive land creature. Okay. Uh, and then there's other, I don't have it with me at the moment. Maybe I'll try, but there's other, I mean, there's other places where behemoth is also supposedly the name of like a demonic creature, you know? And so, um, but yeah, so that, that's where that's biblically speaking, that's, where the name is. Gotcha. All right. So that being the case for us uh, folks that may not be familiar with the term in the biblical sense, I see what Sean is talking about, which is you're thinking maybe it should have been some sort of big demon or something. Well, some people think that behemoth is actually the name of a demon. That in the modern interpretation of the word is something large, you know, it's come to mean that. So I would have like liked to see I, something like, a little more impressive. I mean, it was pretty impressive, but like to yeah. me, I think when I think of like if you think of the mist, not the TV series that was crap, but the mist movie oh. at the end of the the creature at the end of the movie, yeah. that's, that's a, a behemoth. behemoth. Yeah, that's yeah. a behemoth. Yeah, behemoth, yeah. Behemoth, not behemoth. I can't, God damn, that is definitely language. a behemoth. Well, like, I'd let everyone have different pronunciation, but no, to me, but that's, that's, that's what I right. considered. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, but all right. So so yeah, maybe, maybe the term for the film was a, mis- a little misleading, um, but I-, I would assume that based off of the, the poster, but again, not everybody has watched this, looked at the movie poster, 
where it, they were implying that Behemoth meant the creature at the end, which, as Kevin mentioned, some people that aren't as familiar with, with the Bible may not know, but think the word Behemoth means demon or, or is a name of a specific demon. And in this case, that's what they were implying in this film, possibly. Well, and then I just was wondering, though, it's like, again, my thought was that maybe it was just their intention that the, the business corporation is that, behemoth, right? That's, that's, what what I, what I that's, the, that's what I think that they were maybe intending instead. And I just felt down, let down because I didn't get to see. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the corporation you don't creature. get to see much of, right? It's so, it may be a behemoth, but we really don't know how big a behemoth it is. Right. It sounded like it was a pretty big company so yeah so maybe it's a double meaning yeah maybe, yeah, that's, maybe. What I, yeah, that's what i was yeah. going with so <laughs> yeah that's it that's another good uh an interesting thing because the company does have uh play a part in this uh anything else anybody wanted to bring up before we throw up the spoiler because i'm i, I want to get into spoilers but there may be some stuff that other folks have anything all right i, I guess we're we'll good throw, to put spoilers up all right let's throw up the spoiler then um all right so so just to, to start, so basically there's this guy that um, has a uh, little girl that's, that's dying of, uh, I guess, some poisoning, uh, chemical poisonings or whatever, and he's blaming this company for it. But uh, there's, a, there's a lot of things that are going on about this guy that Kevin mentioned, which is maybe it's an unreliable narrator because he, he sees things like when he's jogging at the beginning of a film, he sees this, this messed up goat creature uh, pop out of the, the LA Hills that he's, he's running along the, the road and starts chasing him. But my, my guess, and this is the twist and I'll just throw it out there is that I'm thinking that our friend here, this, this protagonist, Actually, based off of the scene where he's talking to someone on the phone and his daughter first becomes bloody at the gym of his two friends and admits that she's not feeling good and, and this is when the poison is beginning to affect her, it sounded like he was actually working for the company and he was the reason the poison would happen. Am I right? To, in other words, I'm thinking he's guilty and he's the one that actually – in. Well, uh, in directly poisoned his daughter because he was the one that was breaking the environmental rules along with the company because he was part of the machine that was doing it. I think once he learned what, it, what was happening, he, that's when he went against it. At the same time, his daughter got sick. That okay. was part of him figuring out that whatever they were doing was bad. But it sounded like he knew it was bad even beforehand, and it was only after his daughter got sick and it hit him personally at home. That I think you're he, right. Yeah. So, well, it, it may have been, it may have been that he was kind of in denial, if you will, like, Oh no, yeah. nothing, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. You know, maybe. And then his own, <laughs> excuse me, his own daughter gets sick and he realized, and that's when it kind of hit him that, Oh, there may be actually something here. And that's what kind of woke him up, if you will. And then I would agree with you, except for, for it. Yeah, I would agree with you, except for his phone call that Phil's talking about. Because in that phone call, he sounds like he knows something's going on and he's trying to cover it up. And then he right. sees his daughter sick. And that's why I feel like he does overcompensate going the other extreme. Right, because he like was, it was such okay. a part of it. 
it was okay to do it until it hit his family and then it now it's totally different now i have to like make up for the sin that i've been involved yeah in. and maybe it sounds almost like he's trying to redeem himself yes mm-hmm. right but but i i, I think and, and that's true i mean you know i mean as as uh anybody that's that follows christianity knows you know god is, is a forgiving god and whatnot but uh for this guy here it sounds like he was a piece of pos if you prefer um and it was only after his daughter got sick that he becomes the battering ram uh, yeah a zealot and the thing is is yet it, it was almost like he was, he was selfish. It wasn't because he was he was a zealot because he says, "Oh, I, I did wrong," and it, it was almost like I don't know. It, he just didn't seem honest. I didn't feel he seemed truly honest. It was well, more, I want to say yeah, I want to bring on. something up. So I think that I don't think he's an unreliable narrator, but I think the end at the no, end no, of he, the he, movie, he turned out he wasn't. It wasn't right, yeah. but I want to say at the end of the movie when he's like am i going to get sent to hell and he gets told that he's already there he's been in hell since he started this whole thing right it just he's still on earth right right yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he lost his soul right yeah 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 basically when he knew what was going on and he didn't care because of his job he he was basically selling his soul risking his soul and all that other stuff Already, and he was already guilty and tainted in the eyes of any moral upstanding person, um, because I can't speak of what God would think. So once he becomes the zealot and starts fighting the company, that's good because, you know, he's but but he's guilty. He's got to go to jail like all the rest of them. So even if he takes down the company, he's got to go, too. But he thinks his soul is clean. And that's what pissed me off about this guy was he was a guy that. That was saying, I'm going to take down this company for doing all these bad things, but he was part of the guy, the company that was doing the bad things. Well, he became a whistleblower. I mean, and that's what right. we see at the yeah. beginning. We see articles about him yep. being a whistle, being the whistleblower. Yep. And so, I mean, in, like you were talking about earlier, so I mean, this you know, this guy sounds like he's he realizes he messed up, but I think at the same time he is trying to redeem himself trying to save his daughter but i mean i i i mean as we're talking about this i start to wonder how much of this is him trying to save his daughter and how much of this is him trying to redeem himself because he knew he was part of it and he was in on the act that's what i'm thinking kevin because he that phone call as as you said barrett made it sound like he was very guilty aware and didn't care yeah. And it's like, oh shit, we fucked up. We're gonna be. They're gonna find out. We gotta cover it up. And then his daughter gets sick. Yep. And, and then so, he goes the whole other way, right? So he turns. He starts doing bad things in that direction. Right. Right. So it's yeah, not because, like he becomes yeah. a better person. He just changes sides. Well, right. I mean, at the same right. time, though, I mean, it's it's kind of the. I mean, I mean, today, I mean, we were talking a little bit about, about the politics. I mean, he. I mean, how many. I mean, CEOs in this country have the reputation, some earned, some not earned, of being selfish, money-grubbing, non-caring sociopaths. You know, they don't give a crap about the people. They just care about their own stocks and how sure. much you know money. 
So, I mean, it's like, oh, if somebody dies, who cares, you know, just as long as we can't get tied to it, you yeah. know, and uh, I mean, and this guy, uh, you know, the guy they have, the CEO, I forgot his name right off the top of my head. I, I have yeah, to yeah. Ask you. <laughs> But the thing the is, is that CEO, this he's like guy, the head of the division, he's the head of the division, right, like the head of the division. right. But the thing is, he is completely living. I mean, he's completely acting the stereotype. Well, also though, he may he may already be working with the devil anyway, right? So well, that's that. We'll, we'll get to that in the spoilers. Sure. Well, we're, we're already in, spoilers. in the spoilers. We're in the spoilers. Oh, we yeah, are. We're oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I didn't hear the. Yeah. I didn't hear a spoiler flag go. Because I mean, right. what's the woman's name? Like hell. Uh, hang on. I mean, let me let me look up the IMDb page. Yeah, Helen. Helen. I mean, it's like I mean, the first part of her name is Hell. <laughs> and the thing is, is that as you're as you're listening to. As you're listening to this, um, I mean, as you're listening to her, I mean, she sounds, if she's not the devil, she's definitely one of the main demonic, you know, arch demon, you know, arch demonic creature, you know, type of thing, arch fallen angel um, type of type. They they could have named her Lilith or something and and we would have got it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that the, yeah, the movie's basically definitely. Um, I don't know if I mean it, it's not blatantly anti-corporation, but it's definitely there. And oh, it's pretty darn close. It's yeah, it's well, you know, but but it, it comes out at the end, kind of. I mean, it, it comes out, but it's not. Uh, it was, oddly, it didn't feel like a political film until the very last, like. Even Five that minutes. didn't make it feel political to me because it yeah. was more like the devil is trying to destroy humanity, not corporations. They've right. just taken control of a corporation or this huge conglomerate to destroy right. the world. Right. In other words, it's like she, the 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 demon or the whatever the the the, the evil we, creature is trying to use is using uh, corporations to destroy the world piecemeal. Right, right. And she so, admits to it. She openly says it. So, well, she she, she we admits can't do it, it fast, right? But she well, she I mean, talks about it. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry, I interrupt. No, please, please. I I, I apologize. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say, like, she even says where she says, like, if we did it fast, people would stop us. But doing it piecemeal, slowly, we could do whatever we want, kind of thing, basically, in the process yeah. of destroying the earth, right? Right. Yes. At least that's what I took from it. So no, yeah, and that's right. and that's exactly what she said. She says, "Oh, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing a little bit at a time to destroy, right. pretty much to destroy humanity." Humans right. are like frogs right. that way. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's exactly. my favorite line in the movie. But, but I didn't understand that. What does that mean? Barry? You cook a frog slowly in a pot of water; it'll stay there. If you have it already hot, it'll jump out. Gotcha. Well, that's an excellent uh, story now that that I understand it. Um, but the thing is, is that obviously that, that, you know, it's using demons as the things that are doing it. But as we know, um, people are quite successful, slowly destroying everything anyway. Um, and, and that's how it is in real life. You know, whether it's politicians, uh, the, the pharmaceutical military and industrial complex, whether it's um, developing countries like China that, that, you know, just pollutes the world and, and, and uh, when the, the quote unquote Western countries try to stop polluting the world, even though I don't trust them either, 
you know, that doesn't mean other countries like Brazil and India and China and all these other countries say, hey, what about us? We have a right to have refrigerators. We have a right to have cars. We have a right to have factories and, and make money off of lumber. So, you know, they, they, it's this this is using demons as uh, as a, a scapegoat or, or an analogy of, of just people and corporations doing these terrible things. And, and um, you know, because obviously we see this happen from companies all the time. I mean, if you watch a movie like Michael Clayton, there's a company, a pharmaceutical company or, or a chemical company that, that basically does the same thing in that and it has nothing to do with demons. So <laughs> it, it's just people, you know, greed and, 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 and greed. Can I just put in one thing? I was looking up this other book called the dictionary of deities and demons in the Bible and behemoth has got like two or three pages in there, but essentially it says that uh, behemoth uh, is a distinct mythical being possessing supernatural characteristics. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's kind of it's some summarized, but yeah, uh, sure. please carry on. No, no, that's good. You're saying something, Sean. Well, I was just going to throw in, it's just like the movie, the insider, right? With Al Pacino, where yeah, the, the whole one. like yeah. Yeah. bringing down the whistleblower, right? And how the corporation does everything to yeah. cover itself. It's like the idea yeah. of the entities get so big that they, yeah. they were willing to sacrifice the small yeah. person or whatever to keep their power or money or whatever it happens yeah. to be. Yeah. Well, I, was, well, I was thinking about the idea of like, you know, the, you know, like the greatest uh, trick that the devil ever played was pretending these doesn't exist. Yeah. But yeah. then using like in this movie corporations to, to do his, his damage or. Sure. Sure. No. And, and that's a, that's a fair, fair point. I mean, we, we've seen uh, other films too, China syndromes, another one. Uh, where the nuclear power company just tries to cover up things. Um, I, I'm reading this nonfiction book uh, about broadband um, and, and trying to get it to rural America. And it talks about the telephone companies before them and the electric companies before them and how they just don't want to do it. And they get money from the government or whatever, but they just don't want to do it because it's not profitable profitable for them to do you know fly over country and farm country and and woods and mountains and all that because it's not a big uh group of customers like say baltimore or boston or new york or chicago so um the government has to sometimes come in which pisses everybody off because the government is corrupt too but you know they if they're gonna gonna uh, give money to these corporations, these broadband companies, they, they have to take care of the people out in the middle of nowhere. And so like the, the electric companies and the, and the telephone companies would make their own little companies independently back in the day. Uh, but they wouldn't be able to get funded by the government because they weren't one of the big corporations that have lobby groups in the government. So, you know, so basically the, the book is about how, get with, how, um, Rural America is getting screwed because they can't get utilities that everybody else has. And my point is, is that companies are just going to do what's best for them. I mean, Mitt Romney, uh, but Mitt Romney uh, came out and so eloquently and oddly true, uh, companies are people too. They, you know, they, they're, they can be evil and they can do terrible things. And I mean, that's not what he was trying to mean, 
but they're actually worse than people, I think, because they can there can be parts of a company doing things that the other part of the company doesn't know about. They become very insulated, whereas a person, yeah. as a person, an individual person, you know what you're doing. <laughs> right, right. Unless you're, you have a split personality. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, right. yeah. And that's a fair point. That's an excellent <laughs> point. Um, so, yeah, so it, it is interesting about this character, our lead character, who he is, um, because we slowly find out as – the film goes, he may not be as clean as he is. I mean, you, you kind of like him at first because he's trying to, you know, help his daughter and whatever. But then you slowly start getting angry with him because he's ruining his marriage. He's not in the hospital room with his daughter when she needs him. But you can still feel pity for him because he's oh, yeah, at least he's out there trying to do, you know, correct this problem from this company. And if it's true what this company's doing that's good that he's doing it. But then of course we get the twist, which is that he was actually working for the company and, and had, you know, turned his, I don't even know if he turned a blind eye to it. It seemed like he was all for it. And it was only like, uh Oh, someone found out we got to cover it up. Um, I want to talk about a couple of other people though, too, because this film was really interesting. Um, Dominic and Keely, Kaylee, um, his two friends, they own a gym. Um, a pretty big gym and um he uses their uh, uh for some reason he uses their laptop instead of his own um and the those two characters are, are curious because they have some hidden demons uh no pun intended as well um and and they, they those those things really were horrifying, more horrifying, or as horrifying, I felt, as <laughs> the the company and, unfortunately, the death of, of the, the little girl, because Dominic is dating this girl, Keely, who may not even really love him, and Keely has dark secrets of her own from... Uh, possible drug use in the past as well as possibly prostituting herself in the past and then now oddly living a life that people wouldn't know but it's, it's just scary because it shows dark secrets of humans of just ordinary people and, well, and, and that kind of frightened me yeah none of them are good and all of them because of that are very prone to temptation Yep. Right. Well, and they're very prone to manipulation because of it. Well, you know, Dominic, I don't know if he was bad. What his yeah, problem jealousy. was. Jealousy was, and insecurity. Yep. But he may have been that. Well, that's the thing. They have jealousy and insecurity. But I don't know if it was his fault, because if this girl is with him and leading him on that, you know, I love you and whatever but she really doesn't. And then when someone tells him, in this case, the devil or a demon that. No, it starts before you. the demon or the devil, whatever you want to call him, because he gets jealous when he sees her kind of being nice to oh, our yeah, main to, character. And that's yeah. what causes them to go to the back of the building and for all of this to occur. Right. Well, and that's the thing that's, that's curious is, is because two things. One love does, weird things to you mm -hmm. 
and 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 so I, I can't blame him necessarily. And two, Keeley was actually hitting on that guy. I it agree was with true. you. Yeah, that's the, the, so it wasn't he wasn't imagining it. If he was imagining it, he, that means he's just being a dick. But his response to it is where it went wrong, because he instantly got this protective attitude, and that's what caused all of the events to fo- that followed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so if he a, hadn't gotten jealous, yeah. this might not have happened because he might have left. Because that's right. what his intent was: was to not help out with this shit. He was yeah. going to go. That's true. Yeah. Basically, what happens is um, Josh, our lead character, wants to confront uh this pharmaceutical guy um or, or chemical company guy that this the, the head of the department that he he threw the whistle out on and kaylee says whatever we can do help you and whatever and she's all like lovey-dovey and dominic notices this and so he, he was planning to say yeah we, we don't want to get involved kaylee we don't want to get involved with this this is you know it's because as, as um, I think it was you, Barrett, or maybe it was you, Kevin, that said, Josh has now gone ridiculously bad the opposite way now, where he's threatening people, he's, you know, defacing property and all these other stuff. So he's become like a protester that isn't peaceful. And Dominic says, yeah, we don't want to get involved. But when Kaylee wants to get involved, he decides to stay because you're right, Barrett. He's jealous that Kaylee is hitting on his friend. And I think rightly so. But then the, you have to question yourself is, is she worth it? Do I want to get involved yeah. with this just because yeah. I'm jealous of what she might do with him? I mean, well, and, and, and that's an excellent point. If, if he had a, a few days to think about it, I think you're probably right. He would say, I'm not. Again, we don't know enough about their relationship, how long they've been together. Right. It seems like it's been a while. So he's, and maybe he is fully invested in, and truly in love with her, even if the love isn't mutually back, and he and he either knows it or he just hopes to think it's it's you know reciprocated. But you're right. It's it's like uh, he had to make a, a judgment that second. And he made the, the wrong judgment, which is it was smart not to get involved. So that's a good point. Um, so jealousy happens with him. Um, Greed for her because she takes money in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's kind of interesting, too, uh, because the, the demon does mention that she took money for sex in the past and stuff. And, you know, I'm not going to judge any woman what they had to do before they were able to do whatever they do that's mainstream and, and I guess not looked down upon, but um, it is a dark secret. And based off of that dark secret, it appears that that motivation was more than, uh, well, I don't know though, because again, $5 million is $5 million. Right. And she didn't have any particular – yeah, maybe she was with that guy, but I don't know that – I would say she was in love with him. She didn't well, seem that they, way. Well, they talked about the, the stuff of them. I think they were having problems conceiving, and I think that's where the whole thing was. They kept playing on the idea that she wanted to have a baby with Josh because she couldn't have one with Dominic. Uh, Dominic. 
But the other thing that you guys are kind of touching on with the seven deadly sins, that it makes me think that Josh's sin was pride. Oh, yeah. Right? If we're going right. to, at least that's that's what it kind of feels like to me based on like going with that kind of take. Right. And that they told that the corporation plays on his pride. Right? And that's basically how he gets trapped in the end. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. And so each of the each of their failings or their things is what leads to their d- demise, right? One yep. way or another. Right. Yep. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, because the the seven deadly sins are pride, covetousness, or greed, if you prefer, lust, anger, gluttony, envy, and sloth. Um, obviously, gluttony has nothing to do with this one. Sloth really isn't a part of this either. Um, but you got lust, you got greed. Yeah. Pride. Yeah. You got pride. You got anger for sure. Yeah. You got envy. Um, and well, you could even technically say sloth in in certain cases, but, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's stuff going on that a lot of the folks, I mean, that's why the seven deadly sins are, are so interesting is because, you know, every one of them, everybody has, has probably had um, or done. And technically, none of them are are bad if done appropriately. Because, you know, obviously, you know, if you have lust for your wife, that's, you know, that's fine. If you have pride because you did something good, that's fine. If you covet, um, uh, you know, something that you, you earned or you purchased – you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, obviously, you know, gluttony, everybody is eating a whole pizza or, or something. Envy, everybody gets angry, you know, and whatever. But, um, but yeah, I, I, th- I think we all know what they, the seven deadly scenes mean when taken into the extreme. Um, and, and I think that's what happens here in, the, in this movie. Um, and again, they aren't really even mentioned, the seven deadly sins, right? We're, we're, you know, we can just apply them, right? Yeah. Yeah, they don't mention him. Just like he doesn't mention specifically that she's a prostitute, he just kind of infers it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He says, you, what, you know, what you had to do with, for money with men in the past. And that's all he says, you know, and you can infer what you want. You know, that could have meant she had to clean someone's toilet, this man's toilet, you know, but that's not what he meant. But, you know, because we can imply that it meant she prostituted herself. Um so, what what else do we want to discuss about the the, the scenes? What what what, what well, was the to, yeah? Go on. I just want to say uh, the guy uh, Paul uh, Statman who plays uh, Woland. I thought to me he was the best of the cast. He was. He was the best actor. He was fantastic. Yes, he yeah. was. I actually yeah, thought uh, the yeah. wife was pretty good too. The one that was with the daughter most of the time. Yeah, she yeah, she was good. Job. Yeah, that was uh uh, Whitney Nielsen put, played her. Yeah, she was really good too. Um, but yeah, definitely Paul Statman, who played Louis Wolin, the, the department head. Uh, he was great. Um, they kind of had him looking like Anthony LaVey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Whatever yeah. that guy's name is, the, the <laughs> Satanist. Or Anton LaVey, yeah. Yeah, Anton, Anton LaVey. LaVey. Anton yeah, LaVey, yeah. 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 And, and also that the guy that played his. His, his bodyguard, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, v- Vadim Krasnenko, 
who played Azello. Um, he was pretty good too, he, and he didn't have to speak much. He just had to. <laughs> he didn't have to know, get on. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> yeah, he just had to look mean and determined. Uh, well, yeah. So, who wants to talk about what happens that sets the whole thing off? Uh, basically, though, I want to just say that Josh is already being haunted by the demons, right? Because we, uh, like you said, Kevin, originally you thought maybe he's just an unreliable narrator and he's imagining all these things. But as we find out later in the film, the company that he's protesting that he worked with, that he was partly at fault for what happened with all the poisonings of people, including his daughter, he's being chased by this company um, in a way, right? I mean, so he's already... They're not not chasing him at the beginning. Well, I mean, they're discrediting him. Right, I mean, right, that's right. all they're doing. They're just saying, well, I mean, he's a but whistleblower. I mean the go- but I mean the, the thing is, is like when the, the thing is, is that when you, I, I mean, one of the first things you do, I mean, and, and I, you see this in the news all the time, is that a guy comes out and, and essentially tries to be a whistleblower. The first thing that they do, especially if they don't have any real, like if they say this person did this and you, I mean, you can say, no, we didn't do that. No, we didn't do that. But one of the things they will do is they will attack the character. They will say, well, this person, because they're trying to ruin the credibility of the whistleblower. Um, you know, I mean, and it's, and, and, and I'm not trying to be political. I, I, please believe me. I'm not trying to be political when I say this. It's just, for example, when you see women, um, accusing somebody of being like a a political figure or someone of some sort of like sexual harassment or or sexual assault or whatever. And so what they will do is that they will look into their past. And because I mean, this happened with Biden when he was, he was accused of this. It happened with um, the, the, the Supreme court judge whose name I, I don't remember. They, they, they attack these women's characters. Okay. They, I mean, they, one of the things they did was they say, look, this woman lied for this. This woman lied on that. This, you know, this woman is known as an attention seeker, uh, you know, and essentially what they're trying to do is they're trying to discredit them because if you discredit them, that means you may, their, their, uh, their account or their testimony may not be as believable. And that's what this company was trying to do with the whistleblower is they're essentially saying this guy is, is not to be believed. You know, he had a bad experience or we were going to fire him anyway. And so he just wanted to save face and he's just bringing all this about just to make us look bad, only to make him look good. And they also threw out the, uh, attacked him about having mental health issues. Right. Exactly. One of the things yeah, exactly. Up. Exactly. And so what you do is you attack the person's credibility. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of court cases, um, a person that's that's uh, being charged for a crime, um, a lot of times judges won't allow their prior criminal history or mental health history uh, as um, things to use by the prosecution because, you know, quote unquote, what's their criminal history or their mental health have to do with the crime they're, they're being charged today. Unless of course it can be somehow proven to be important to the prosecution's case. But that's the point, which is to try to show that, um, you know, this person 
was a known drug addict or the, or this woman was known as a loose woman or this but you know on and on and on and and yeah so they try to definitely discredit uh people and um this company obviously wants to discredit this person here um what what about what about when they he starts seeing the demon goat creature um that was obviously sent by the company too because as we learn later the company is run by demons anyway um what was their point there was they trying to kill him were they trying to have him say you know uh shut the f up just drive him crazy yeah Yeah. make him look unreliable yeah they already had like a thing to keep him away from all their buildings and people and all that um the more he did the worse it would get for him right right yeah all right that's fair that's fair um all right, so who wants to talk about what happens that sets up the whole thing with the the kidnapping hotel and whatever? Uh, Barrett, why don't you bring it up? Because you're the one who was talking about how Dominic um, decided to stay on, and that's what began yeah, the whole so, thing. Yeah, so they're, Dominic at first is totally against his conspiracy theories and saying that, you know, this is just going to get worse and worse for you. And then he noticed that his girlfriend was – more sympathetic, I guess is the way to say it to him. And so he took more of an interest and kind of, he got goaded into it. And then he was like, let's go back there and see if they come out at the back. And they go to the back of the building and that guy comes out with his bodyguard and the bodyguard. Now I'm trying to remember the exact order here. They get into a a big scuffle and the bodyguard pulls out a gun and accidentally shoots Josh. And then, um, are you sure it's accidental? Well, no, it's not necessarily accidental, but it, it he doesn't get shot mortally. Let's put it that way. So, well, and, and they well, were struggling. What were well? What were they? Did did Josh grab the gun and then they were both fighting over the gun? Yes. All right. Yeah. And, 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 that and then happened. it goes off. Right, it's really right. hard to tell what happens because they're all in this big tableau of everyone mixed together. So it's really hard to tell why the gun went off. But because of that, the friend, well, yeah, go on. I was well, just going to interject. And yeah, that's the ahead. reason, and that's the reason why you don't bring out a gun unless you're actually going to use it. Right. Yep. And then the friend brings out a knife to this gunfight. And grabs the guy that they want to talk to and puts it to his neck. Now, we're talking it's a tiny knife, but it could still kill the guy. Absolutely. Because the bodyguards got the gun aimed at them, and that's the only thing keeping him from shooting them. Um, So they kind of get closer to the van, and they throw that guy in. They're going to let the guy go, but instead, he pulls him into the van, and off they go. So now they've got a kidnapping charge. (laughs) Right. But, you know, though, the, the, the thing is, is the moment someone pulls out a gun, the, the, there's a chance they're going to use it. Cause yeah, why else all bets are off, out? right? Yeah. So, well, that guy has shown unequivocally that he was willing and ready to use it. This guy, I mean, the look on the guy's face when he was holding the gun, it looked like he wanted to use it, too. I mean, it looked like. He was not just ready to use it, but he wanted to use it. But he oh, yeah. knew that if he tried, he was going to hit the guy he's supposed to protect. And so this and and that's probably I mean, 
and I have to admit that, you know, when it became a kidnapping, I have to confess, I don't blame them for doing what they did because they knew the second they pushed him away, that guy would have shot because they told the guy, drop your gun, and he refused to do it. Yep. Because, I mean, the guy with the gun knew that if he dropped the gun, how do they, I mean, how does he know that they won't use the knife against him? So, I mean, the only way to keep the guy alive was to keep the gun on him. Really? But at that I point, mean, then, they also, once they commit that kidnapping, now they're committed to murder unless they want to for sure go to jail. <laughs> so right. it just gets well, more and more complicated by every every step they take. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. This, is what, this is what I would have done, and this is what I thought they would have done, which is they would have put the guy in the van because this other guy still has the gun on him, and he also used it, whether it was intentional or not, he used it, and he shot uh, Josh. So... What happens is I thought they would have just drove away and then pulled over and, and, and kicked them out of the van. And then the kidnapping could be actually defended in court as no, not a kidnapping. It was just a, uh, a defense from not being shot by this guy's psychopath bodyguard. But exactly. they didn't do that. They decide to take him to a hotel room so they can <laughs> basically, you know, do the one, two on him and, and try to get him to confess. Right. And that was the mistake. That's when Dominic Dominic still had a chance to clean up, close the whole mess up by saying, let's just drop him off now on the side of the road and get the hell out of here. Doesn't a kidnapping, like, because I don't know how it works for you guys in the States, but is it a state or does it become a federal crime when you kidnap someone? I don't know. Uh, If you go across across state lines, it it becomes federal. federal. Actually, anything becomes federal after that. But if it's just in the state, I don't know. Yeah, they weren't going to be crossing any state lines because they're in L.A., so um, that didn't matter. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but either way, it's not a good crime. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think they, if they had let the guy off on the side of the road, they would have been fine. And also, I still think even if they confronted him, they didn't really do anything. And I think they could have had them to debt to rights because they shot him. If they had just gone to yeah. the hospital, I don't know why I didn't want to go to the hospital and report the crime because if they had done that, they, that, they that would be, that them. would be, that would be huge news because well, okay, the, first the bodyguard of the, of the department had just shot the man that has been that lead in the protests. But go on, Kevin. But well, okay. I mean, I, you have that, but at the same time, though, they their their mindset is one: they don't want to go to the hospital because they know they're going to talk to the police. And if they're trying to talk to the police, are are the police going to listen to this bigwig in a company, <laughs> or are they going to listen to a guy that's art, that, whose reputation in the news for being mentally disturbed? you know, is already out there. So, I mean, are the police yeah. going to listen to this guy, to the, the, to the head of the corporation or the big wig in the corporation? Are they going to listen to a guy who may have mental problems? You know, yeah. And so that's, that, that's fair. Yeah. That, I mean, and I think that's, I mean, that's their problem also. I mean, that's the logical thing. Now also you got to realize that these people are now in sheer panic. They are in panic mode. And 
they're realizing that, okay, they just kidnapped a guy and a kidnapped a big wig and now they're in trouble. And so they're figuring, all right, well now they're at, they're in this situation. You know, there's nothing much more we can do without getting in trouble. So if we're going to get in trouble, let's just use it to our advantage. Well, and I think it's pretty realistic. I think that's how people get into trouble. It starts small and then it keeps moving up by, you just keep making a mistake in your choices right. and it suddenly you're at the point where you've got to murder somebody because you kidnapped them and drag them to this hotel and stab them in the shoulder and trying to get information from them. Yeah. And I right. think that like once they did the kidnapping, there's that was beyond the point of return, right? Like there's, yeah. you're, you're, you're best. <laughs> there's no way coming back from that. So when well, Josh saw it as his opportunity to get information, that was part of the problem as well. Cause once once they had him, Josh saw that he had his opportunity to get his information, so he became single-minded at that point. He had he had his access gotcha. to the guy that he needed info, info from, and from there, he was done. He was keeping that guy. Right, right. And I also got the feeling, too, that like he was so single-minded that he was willing to sacrifice his friends or anyone to get what he wanted. Yeah. Well, and the one girl was willing to take $5 million. She didn't care about the other two once it came to that. Uh, $5 million? Okay. I'll <laughs> take it. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's the thing. You know, she's a small business owner uh, of a gym. Uh, who knows if they own the building or if they're renting. Never mind the property tax. Never mind the, the amount of money you have to pay the bank monthly if you have a, a mortgage on it. Um and again, it's a a family business. It's a specialty business, um, a, like a gym. And and, it's, and you know those, those whether it's a regular gym, like a workout gym, or whether it is a um, a gym for for uh, uh, ballerinas and, and gym gymnasts and things like that. that th- those can't be. That's why I make huge money. And then even so you have your, your speaking of giant corporations, you know, you have your, your world's gym and your gold's gym and your whatever gym that can crush these no name businesses all the time. So she's in debt. And so here's an opportunity for her to be out of debt. Never mind $5 million. You know, she's, she'll be set for, for life if she's not stupid. So yeah. So she had no problems throwing throwing uh her two friends under the bus even though one she's dating and one that she wants to have sex with and i imagine having a gym in la is not cheap the la area right (laughs) yeah right right that's that's true too um so yeah so i don't i don't know um yeah i I don't know i mean that's that's the thing It's, it's like she's willing to accept the money she she's definitely not helping out Josh, you know, whose daughter's dying, and and she doesn't know that Josh may have been contributing to his own daughter's demise. Uh, he, she just knows that, you know, she lo- she has the hearts for Josh. Josh is her friend, and Josh's daughter is not doing well. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that makes her become kind of stinky in a sense that she took the money even if it is a big sum of money and again we kind of knew where this was going anyway um we figured dominic and keely were going to be the red shirts 
anyway. And <laughs> and Keeley, by taking the money, you know, you know, especially since we already got an idea that these people were the demons because our uh, kidnapped department head, vice president, had already spoken with a demon tone voice here or there at points. So um, the characters may have not noticed, but we sure did. So we knew that deal wasn't going to go through where she wasn't really going to get the five million without, you know, the bad luck that the monkey's paw, you know, three wishes happens in that story. Um, well, and he definitely had the best dialogue of the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he delivered it perfectly. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yes. Yeah. He, he was, he was a good actor. Uh, he was well cast to p- play um, the, the slimy executive that was actually uh, a spawn of hell. Well, um, the thing is, like, you, you you talk about the demonic voice, though. I mean, because the one of the questions that I had through, you know, through the movie was, I mean, remember we saw the guy as he's running, listening to a conspiracy theory uh, uh, podcast, um, and all of a sudden these these this this creature comes up, this this goat like creature comes up behind him. And then all of a sudden it's gone. You know, he's looking at people whose faces transform and then it goes back to normal again. So you're wondering, like kind of going back to uh, I was talking with Phil while I was watching this about the unreliable narrator. Was this all in the guy's head? Because when he was talking, do we hear do we see like when he starts talking in the demon voice, you know, was he (laughs) talking in the demon voice? It only in Josh's head, because I mean, I'm sure if my I mean, if I was there and I heard the guy start talking like that, I'd think, OK, yeah, we're not dealing with a normal human being anymore. Um, you know, because, but the thing is, is that they weren't freaking out. And I figured, look, if this guy was talking in the demon voice and the friends heard it, the friends would be freaking out. They're freaking out because Josh is shot. They just kidnapped a guy they realize we are in deep trouble. And so talking in a demon voice for them would be like, okay, you know what? I don't care if I get, I I don't care about money. I just want to get out of here, but they didn't. So that's, that's my point. And the other thing to throw in too, is that Josh was also medicated. Yeah. The MDA. So so, (laughs) So he was was double screwed. (laughs) <laughs> so the thing I will say, though, is like the sequences where they're showing him dealing with his, uh, uh, you know, uh, side effects. I thought they did an awesome job, like the effects yeah. for the different things he's like seen and they're messing with his mind. They were awesome. Really yeah. well done. But what the heck? That girl had like a bag of pills. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I had one that was MDA in there. It must have gotten mixed together. What the heck? You mixed up your drugs? You're an idiot. Yeah, well, I mean, she's going through, oh, yeah, you know, you don't want that one. I mean, it actually reminded me like that movie we saw, Marla, uh-huh. where, like, this guy had all these drugs. She had all these drugs. I had it. No, 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 you don't want that one. Yeah, I was, exactly. uh, I'm not sure about that one. I, let, let's not do that. One. You know, I mean, it, that's kind of what it looked like, you know, as she was going through all these drugs. Like, yeah, maybe not that one. Like, what? Well, oh, you know, yeah, he yeah. was seeing a lot of things up until he he meets up with them for that meeting because he sees the guy on the subway or whatever. Right, hell, right. And that person looked really cool when they did that. And then yeah. he had that little bug on him. So every time we saw somebody with a bug on them, I assumed that it was a demonic presence. 
Oh, that's a good point. I yeah, yeah, that's a whole... question to you guys, too, because I, I don't... Yeah, go on, sure. Keep on going. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to – the guy who was at the hotel and the guy uh-huh. who was the the newscast guy was the same guy, right? Yeah, and I think the guy on the L was, too. Right. And so it's just – so what's, I think was this planted all along? Well, I think that hotel was closed down. Like, he's at yeah. one part of it, and it's all boarded up. It's got uh, boards everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's basically – when they go there, and it, and it actually makes sense now when the, the demon uh, guy says, you used to take money from men to do worse things and whatever. She was the one that actually went to the hotel clerk and says, we want to rent the hotel room for two hours. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it makes now a little more sense, you know. Um, and so it's one of those type of hotels where, yeah, you, you, you know, that's, that's it's not uh, – it's – underground type of stuff going on there. So um, you could be right. It, it may have been all set up for them to fail and, and whatnot. And, and that hotel may have been the, the place that owned by or already controlled by the, the demons at that point. Yeah. Well, it sure seems like it. Cause that guy definitely was one of the, spiritual demonic beings right right again though i, I don't know if if the, the proper pronoun because it was a, a, a individual that was um lgbtq the t part right because it was it was a guy it was a an, well, it was what, a guy dressed up as a woman yeah well let me put it this way and this this is technically true and not being a lie at all it was an XY chromosome individual that was dressed as and presenting themselves as a woman. So the pronoun could possibly be she, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, um, it's hard to say with him. Or her. Or her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, them. You uh, can say they or them. Yeah. All, all we know uh, just by the, the general odds, uh, it was an XY chromosome individual to put it yep. as, as scientifically as possible. Um, so that person was pot, was a demon probably as well, is what we're, get, we're guessing. And then it was the same as the new, and that's why I think they were the, yeah. they were also the newscaster. And when those newscasts yeah. came, kept coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, that was a good, good catch there, Sean. Yeah. Um, See, I didn't catch that they were the same person. Yeah, I didn't either. Or at least the same actor. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if we go to the IMDb, you know, you know, it lists the, um, the cast, and it may list the entire cast. So it says the top cast. So I'm going to press all cast and crew, and let's see. Because that, if that's true, then that's huge. Um, unfortunately, um, it's Thomas Patrick as the actor who portrays the the you're not sure person. It doesn't yeah. list what characters he has, at least not on IMDb. Because I right. was because that's right. what I was thinking when I was watching. I'm like, am I just is my mind playing with me on this? Because it seemed like the hotel, and then when the actual newscasts are happening, it's like to me it looked like the same person, just now in a different variation. And, and you know what? It's probably intentional. That they they don't they only list his Thomas Patrick but not his but role but not the character yeah right and so I think you're absolutely right 
um, I think that's exactly uh, the case. Um, so, so that, that being stated, I, I think we can conclude that even though they thought they were getting away with it, or at least attempting to get away with it, they were already doomed right from the beginning. Are we uh, uh, able to say that? With, uh, that's what I was. That's what I was guessing. <laughs> yeah. Say yeah. it again. They, they they were already doomed the moment they went to the hotel because the hotel was already. Um, would, yeah, go on. I'm going to disagree slightly. Okay, explain. Um, they were doomed when they made their decisions. Each of them made their decisions when they were tempted. Okay, so so oh, when yeah, she oh, was, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, she could have gotten out of there alive, I think, if she had not fallen to temptation. And the same with the other guy. But I think they might have still what, died. But <laughs> what I'm thinking is more that it was more predetermined. Like yeah. the situation they like they the they what they saw as a fluid situation to me felt like it was already predetermined by the the hellish corporation <laughs> and i think that corporation assumed how they would answer those yeah. questions otherwise they wouldn't have tempted that them that way but even before the tempting part like the just to get from with the, the kidnapping and then getting to the hotel i think that was all already expected by the corporation exactly yeah right. so all the way up to that point and then they even know how they're going to answer when they get tempted yeah so yeah it's right. kind of predetermined but they do have a chance to get out of it if they do the right thing and none of them do uh, exactly. can you help me what how did the woman die i forgot she slit her own wrists thinking she was cutting the demon fingers off of her right okay yeah all right i sorry i, I just i saw this last last sunday or last Saturday, and so I just I didn't remember some of the I don't remember some of the details. Sure. Yeah, sure. she smashed the mirror, and there's because she sees that creature in there. A yeah, the bathroom mirror. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, and that's she takes right. a piece of glass when the creature reaches out and grabs her hand, and yeah. she's yeah. thinking she's she's thinking she's um, stabbing the creature's hand, but what she's really doing is she's stabbing herself. her. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um. But uh, and I another thing that's interesting about this, and Kevin, you you may like this this point too which is the characters aren't being simply killed by the devil and his minions they're making they're they're doing the the tricks you know the lies to have them make their own decisions which are the wrong decisions and dooming themselves that's, right that's 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 kind of what what the point of the bible says right which is people free will and they determine and do the things they do and it may they may be tempted by the devil but the devil doesn't actually have them do it they are weak and and they listen to the devil well yeah i mean that's i mean you go all the way back to the garden of eden they they listen to the serpent you know the serpent didn't make Eve eat the apple. He didn't shove the apple down Adam's throat. He just said, "Oh yeah, if you do this, you know you, you know you, you know you don't, you won't die. You know you'll you'll eat the apple. You'll be like God." Yeah, and so they're like, "Okay, cool." And so if it didn't, you know, that's yeah. So I mean that I mean the only time that anybody really make any like demonic creature or anything really ever makes somebody sin is if they have full possession of them. If they have possession of them, and then when you're possessed, I mean, when you're possessed, it's just, it, it, but, but it's not even really you doing it because you're possessed, right? Right. 
Yeah. So that, that's why these type of things are more disheartening and sad than, say, vampires, because vampires are, you know, the incarnate of evil and kind of demon, demonic as well. But they don't trick people. They, they, they you know, they hypnotize them or, or whatever, and then they turn them into vampires or whatever. Yeah, it depends on what stories you could look at, too. I mean, you have to admit, there have been some where it's, it's like you think about Fright Night. Okay, spoiler alert. When Fright Night, when um, uh, Dandridge, you know, goes to Evil Ed, and he said, you know, you know, come with me and they won't beat you up anymore. They won't beat the, you know, you won't get picked on, you know, follow me, you know. And so, I mean, and evil Ed yeah, makes, yeah. he makes a conscious decision to join. That's a fair point. Yep. And he likes yeah, that, it too. <laughs> at first. Yeah. He, he yeah. was great. He, he really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Brewster. But, uh, <laughs> You're so uh, cool, Brewster. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Kevin knew it. Well done, well done. Um, so, um, yeah, so these, these people, even though they are in the devil's domain, because, again, the hotel is all set up and owned by the de- the devils anyway, it seems, especially after we, we, we discovered that the same guy that played the, the motel um, – Clerk is what we you know is is probably a demon because it's the same person that that does the news and all this other stuff. And it's well, when the hole is bashed too, you see, you see it's a I never directly. I never. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> so, but they but they make the wrong decisions, and that's the reason why they uh, are doomed. Because you're right. If she didn't take the five million, um, if Dominic. Um, didn't didn't uh, decide that that's it. I'm out of here because I don't like I don't care anymore. If they if they had just been smart, if they they didn't risk their soul in a sense, they 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 would have been fine. They would have been fine. Well, and one of the I things would. about this movie, I think that's that's critical is that hell, it, they're basically saying hell is all around us. And what you make of your life is what you experience. So if you're going to do the wrong things, you're going to experience hell. And that guy didn't focus on his daughter. He focused on trying to hurt this corporation. He had made his own hell. You know, his, his love for his daughter, he was, it was kind of turned against him. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that I don't even know because he probably, of course he probably loves his daughter in a certain way, but he, but he, I think he's, I don't know if he really, it was the love of his daughter that was really motivating him. I think he projects that it's the love of his daughter, but I think it's, but if you're looking at it deeper, realistically, it's, he'd be going to jail with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So his daughter, almost becomes like a cipher to try to get out of going to jail because he go, look, my daughter's dying. Look what the company did. I'm a whistleblower. But again, none of that, none of that would be the case if his daughter didn't get sick. He was still, he was, he would still be doing it and poisoning people. Well, and it's interesting because they show him, the the newscaster and we know that it's not like the real 
newscast because the TV's unplugged. They eventually show that. Right. And but the wife knows that there was a shooting. Yeah. So obviously there is some news that's getting out about it. So something did happen. Right. You know what they did happened, but he's not hearing a true accounting of it on the the news. That's true too. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and who knows what the real news is that his wife's seeing, because again, it's a giant corporation who can spin it any way they want. Right. They can say that. Uh, um, there was an attack that, and, and the gun went off. We, we, you know, and, you know, they can spin it all they want eventually. I mean, obviously the bullet, bullets in him. So, but, but again, he's not you know, supposed to be near the building, right? Right. He's supposed or to the not people. be near the, right. Exactly. So <laughs> for just for him being there and, you know, and they, they can even show the camera where he tries to grab the gun. Right. You know, I'm sure it's all filmed. If, you know, it's a, the security cameras everywhere, so especially in a company like that. So I think he was screwed, and, and no matter what. Oh, I so do maybe, too. Yeah. So maybe, maybe yeah, it doesn't even matter. And, and then they show show the you know the guy Dominic Holden with a knife, the kidnapping. Well, yeah. So the, he, he's he's screwed. Uh, even if he walked away, I think he would have been screwed. Agreed. Framed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he he may not had his soul damned to hell. Though I already think he has, because again, he he was one of the big people in that department that were killing people with the poisons. Um, well, and he's already getting chased by the goat in the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think his soul is already sold in a sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. I mean, he made the de- the deal with the devil without him, just for not knowing that he actually was making a deal with the devil. He he was, but he knew he was doing bad things because he had a job and he was making money and he was happy and, and the company loved them because he was doing what they wanted, you know? So he is a, a bad guy. I think Josh is a bad guy. You know, that's my opinion. Anyway. Um, Let's see. What else do we want to talk about? Uh, we can talk, start talking about all the special effects and the whole ending and 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 uh, the deal with the devils and the demons and all this other stuff. Uh, I love the we... goat. I love the goat when it's like a a trophy on the wall and then he sees behind into hell and it's got the whole back end of the goat and it finally breaks free of the wall. That's just I love that. I thought that was really cool. That was pretty awesome. I I, I for for a low budget film. They they used it pretty damn well. Um, I I thought it was kind of cool how once the parts of the the hotel room were breaking, it was actually hell. Yeah, and we got to see the yeah. demons and the zombies and the people being tortured and whatever. And then you see the goat head, and, and then like you said, on the other side is it's the whole body. So it wasn't just the head uh, of a taxidermic um, goat on the wall, it was actually the whole goat in hell and it was breaking free. I mean, um, and I have to, you got to confess. I mean, I think even the woman mentioned this when, when we uh, go into it's like what hotel room puts a goat head like that up on the wall. That's true. As yeah, I had that like, little, especially a cheap hotel that you can rent by the hour. Yeah. <laughs> you I had mean, that they, little <laughs> statue too. Huh? That little yeah. statue that had that bled. Oh yeah, too, yeah. Why would you weird. have that little? Yeah, exactly. That was kind of weird too. Yeah, oh, the, the angel. 
yeah, yeah the angel yeah. thing yeah that was kind of odd you, you usually wouldn't have that in, in a hotel room either um especially in la you know i mean maybe maybe you'd have a goat's head you know in uh a, a very rural farming state but not in la you know but even that it's like you said yeah you would you have have that at a cheap hotel, maybe at a themed hotel, you know, a cowboy hotel or something, but not, not like that. You know, it's, it's, that's kind of strange. It was odd uh, also having the angel statues. If it's a hotel that you rent by the hour, <laughs> that seems a little con- contradictory yeah. too. Yeah. So there's that I, cool I, lamp. I just want to make that, feel guilty. It, well, there's <laughs> that cool lamp too, where the date started going backwards. Yep. I thought that was thought really that was- cool too. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, so basically, I, I, I uh, so what what happens here? So so he, uh, we find out that our department head actually works for this woman, Helen, who Helen or Hel, Helen Helen, who runs the company, and she. Is basically what, what you know, Kevin. You said the devil or one of the archangels for or arch demons, and um, she wants to make a deal with Josh, I guess. But why does she have to make a deal with Josh? Well, she makes a deal with Josh because the the guy that he killed. The um, department. He head. killed the department head. Yep. You know, he yep. killed the department head, and it. Well, at first she said, "Oh yeah, I've got plenty of them around." You know, she's. But I mean, the point is though is that she, what he made things very inconvenient for her because he killed the department head. Um, because at first it's like five million dollars. Okay, fine, whatever, and then. You know, she gets killed anyway, but then when the guy kills the department head, you can tell, even though she kind of brushes it off, like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, I got plenty of those. He made things really, like I said, he made things inconvenient for her. And so well, he also realized that he didn't directly kill the guy and that she didn't have power over him because he didn't kill the guy. Yeah. That right. was critical to that point, too, because right. he realized she didn't have any power over him. That's right. That's right. And so at, at the so essentially what she figured was, I mean, he knew I mean, the guy knew he was going to get in trouble. But the more the point is, she's but what she did have was she had the power of life or death over the daughter. And so she figured, all right. You you really made a you made things a, a real pain in the butt for me. So what I'm going to do is you sell your soul because I don't think his soul was completely sold. I think it was more, you know, we're coming. We watch your, you know, we want to make life really difficult for you. But the soul, but his soul was not completely sold. But now they say, all right, you're you're if, if you don't do this, your daughter's going to die. I mean, we know your daughter's going to die, so this is what we're going to do. We'll make you a deal. You sell your soul to me. Your daughter will live a you know uh, a normal, healthy life, and that's it. You know, and and then as as we know, he says, "Okay, fine." And then he becomes 
the exact same. He becomes the department head. Right. That was awesome. Literally becomes him. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, there, what? <laughs> there was there was there was some other movie I saw recently that was something like that too, where someone becomes the person that was bad and replaces that person. I forget what movie it was. Um, so it was something I've seen that before in, in another film just recently too, and but it was really good because that that was really what he was is he was at that point he 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 was he was our I, I don't know i mean i mean all right you can say all right fine i i think you know what it is i think I, I think he was screwed because he had to make a deal but i think he was making the deal again for selfish reasons rather than because he wanted to save his daughter i no i no, he knew okay. he was he knew he was in trouble I mean, and I think, and I don't think he really cared. I mean, we're at the point now in the movie where I don't really think he cared. He knew that he was in trouble. He just wanted this guy to admit that he, that he poisoned the water or whatever. So that, you know, and that's how his daughter got sick. And he just wanted the company to take responsibility and maybe even figure out a way to, to help cure the people, including his daughter who got sick. And so his only, I mean, and the only, and the thing that the woman, uh, Helen or Hellion or whatever her name was, the only thing that she really offered him was give me your soul and I'll let your daughter live. That was the deal. There was no, I'll get you out of trouble. There was no, I'll let you live a good long life. I'll let you expose because she didn't want to be exposed either. Right. I mean, she was not going to let herself get exposed. And so she says, fine, give me your soul. Your daughter lives. That's the deal. Uh, so so if he said no, her, his daughter would die, but he still he would have been able to walk away from this hell well, hotel. Well, I mean, well, considering the fact that everybody was dead, he was still wounded. But let's just say for argument's sake. Well, see, that's just it, though. He is now a wanted man. Because, I mean, his face is all over the news. Mm -hmm. So so really, you couldn't he couldn't really walk. He could technically walk away, you know, wounded. But, you know, he could still walk away, maybe go to jail, maybe, you know, whatever. But the thing is, is that the only thing that the woman really had over him that really meant anything to him was his daughter. He would have gone to jail and I don't think he would have really cared too much that much i really don't think he would have cared that much i think he was more i want my daughter to live hmm. okay right and right, I, right right and he was also feeling guilt that he wasn't there when his wife calls and says she's dying right now she's about to be dead she's she's in a coma her heart, heart organ failure and he's like oh shit i, I fucked up completely well i think he actually feels bad for the woman that slit her wrists too yeah oh yeah, yeah. that's true yeah, so he's not a sociopath, that's for sure. He has empathy, but oh, he has definite empathy. But but he's a criminal for sure, and he's evil. And and this hey, is I wouldn't go as far as saying evil, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. The reason I say he's evil is because he knew that they were poisoning the the water and all this other stuff, and and stuff, and 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 to not have 
quit the job or or just yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he it seemed like he was a based off that phone call that he got. It seemed like he was an important person in causing all the pollution and all the but I see what you're saying too. I, I know what you mean too when you say yeah, he's not even. He could have just been a greedy, stupid th- person, and and not understanding that it was. Re- I mean, it, okay, I'm, po- I'm poisoning the the water, but is it really hurting people? You know, one of those type of idiots. <laughs> yeah. You know, because we have a lot of those type of people. You know, like yeah. Uh, oh, I'm just skimming. You know, ten dollars off the the top here and there. It's not like I'm doing anything bad. And I, you know, but, I was but, just following orders. Yeah, there's another good one. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm just following orders, you know. I mean, you mean it's not okay to kill women and children? Right, right. I, I was just doing it because I needed, I wanted to feed my family. You yeah. Know? You know, that bullshit. Yeah, we, we hear it all the time. So so I see what you're saying, Kevin. Yeah, all right. So I won't go as but far the, as the, the, the The funny part about this whole movie is, is that <laughs> the conspiracy theorists were right. That's yeah. the crazy yeah. part. Yeah. This yeah. entire movie, I mean, because I mean, you know, you hear all the crazy conspiracy theories about all sorts of different things, and in this case, the conspiracy theories are right, yeah. which is it, which is very ironic, I think. Well, and I like that it's yeah. actually it's it, it steers away from being political by saying it's the devil that's you know causing all this damage to the environment. I, I like yeah. that because it steers away from the political and just kind of makes it a supernatural thing where they're getting the humans to destroy themselves. Right, right. Well, I like the fact that then he gets stuck being. Yeah, the one that yes. he was, like, that, that hell, was right? Punishment. Yeah. And it reminded me, I don't know if you guys ever read the series by Pierce Anthony, uh, Incarnations of Immortality. Oh, it yeah. It reminded me of that. And like yeah. where you kill the person in the office and you're the person in control now. <laughs> and whether you like it or not, so enjoy. <laughs> See that the question that I had for that um was if he became the next, you know, uh head of the department, what was to stop him from just coming out and saying, Yeah, we screwed up, we've been we did this, we did that, and I mean what was to stop what was to stop him, being, you know, from actually confessing and really being uh, a thorn in the side to this Hellion or Helen or whatever woman? Because well, his soul's controlled. My, well, his soul's controlled, but I would assume that she would just renege on her side of the deal then, right? If yeah. he, if he breaks the deal, then then he'll she'll kill the the, the daughter. Well, and I think we get an idea of how that was working from them torturing that guy. That guy wasn't going to do anything to jeopardize his position, but he also didn't do anything to help them track him down. I mean, he wasn't, he was totally passive, but telling them, Hey, you're in trouble. (laughs) This guy's going to be coming for you. You're dead. You should have never done this, but he never comes out right and says, you know, I'm a bad guy. He just plays them like he plays them expertly, right? Right. Playing on on their fears and their weaknesses. Well, and his and, only way out of the job is to be killed, right? Yep. So he's All hoping right. they kill him. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Actually, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't. He was also. Yeah, that's a really good point. So. Oh yeah, that's that makes his character even more interesting because he see there's a great line in the movie. Um, well, not the movie, the, the book um, called um, 
uh, what do you call it? Uh, Dracula. Duh, that was stupid. Uh, so Dracula. There's a scene at the end when when Dracula dies at the end. Spoiler alert for a hundred and something year old. What? Um, <laughs> Dracula's. They they say in the book, Dracula's expression isn't horror or anger or anything like that. His expression is relief because we learn in that book that Dracula was once human too and was just a successful vampire that lasted for 600 years but he himself never wanted to be a vampire in the first place and and once he gets killed his soul is now free to go to be judged by god and and you know he, he's he was in theory quote unquote a victim as well of the evil incarnate that makes vampires, meaning Dracula himself, the person that was prior to being a vampire was not necessarily evil. And the actions that Dracula was doing as a vampire were not the actions of the soul that was trapped in that body that turned to a vampire. So this character here, uh, the department head, it's kind of like that, in a sense, because he's a guy that we think is a demon and evil and whatever. But in reality, his character may have been, just been a bad luck person or a fool like Josh, who gave his soul up for some stupid thing and became damned himself. So I thought that was kind of interesting and that you, that you brought that up. Well, yeah, and he, he, you know, he did do it for a good cause to keep his daughter alive. But, you know, it, it's where you get to do the ends justify the means, you know. So now yeah. he's going to be poisoning others and part of this whole thing. Right. Which we, we, we assume he was part of it beforehand, but not a major cog like this guy is. Right. And now he is the cog. He is the boss. Right. Yep. So that's a brilliant point, Barrett. I love that. Which is to save his daughter, he it requires him to kill all the other people. And and he knows that too, because she tells him that even before he accepts the deal, basically, because Helen, Ms. Helen says that company where you know you have to do it slow, right? Yep. I mean, all all that she says even before he accepts the deal. Yep. So he knows what he's doing by selling his soul. Yep. But he cares more about his daughter than the overall human race. <laughs> right, right. And the thing is, is he's partly responsible for his daughter in the first place. Right. Yeah, that's just, wow. What a, yeah, that, that puts it a nice little, uh, pin in the in the whatever the term is i don't, I don't even know the, what, what's that well, we, phrase? anyway don't I was say, we don't know how that first one or the guy before him got the job either like you know he couldn't talk about why he was damned and put in that position but it could have been something similar he was trying to save somebody he loved yeah that's right that's right and the devil uses what you love against you right yes yes that's true i mean uh you know even I mean, what was it? Uh, I don't know where I read it, but it may have even been just Buddhist line or something, which is to love 
is to to love some to love somebody is to suffer, and it may have even been Salem's Lot too, where some character says, "If you don't have family, then you won't have to worry. Uh, you don't have a weakness or something like that." Yep. And you know, so so if you don't if if you don't have certain things that are close to you. You know, you're not going to have that weakness. So yeah, so yeah the idea of like having no attachment, right? If you have no attachment to anything, you can't lose anything. Right, yeah. right, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but who wants to live a life that where you don't have anybody, right? Right. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, anything else anybody wanted to bring up? No, just that I thought that final scene was pretty well done as far as effects. Oh my god, that that four minutes of effects and hell and the, all that was was amazing. I mean, it, it was it was just it was like holy smokes, and I, and I would have. I mean, it was all done with computers, so you know, computers can be cheap in a sense if if you have the right people and the right software. But it made the film look like it was a much more expensive than it was. I'll tell you yes. that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was it was well done too. It was like original type of stuff. It wasn't just like, you know, a car crash that was digitally done that looked really good. I mean this was like amazing type like interesting. Yeah, he's looking through the, the crack in the wall to hell. Kind right. of gave me an Amityville horror kind of vibe to it, but you know, it was so cool. And to see the the whole goat, it's like holy smokes! That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and and what about the behemoth demon? What did you guys think of that? That was pretty alright. Right? That was pretty cool. He looked pretty good. Yeah, was that practical effects? Yeah, that looked I think CGI so. to me. Oh, but oh, yeah. really? It looked like a suit to me. Oh, did it? I don't know. The way it moved and stuff, kind of to me, seemed more CGI. But I could be wrong. Could have been yeah. a mix. Yeah, yeah it could have been a mix easily because yeah. you know some of those sparks were definitely CGI when they were showing the fire. Yeah, and right, and that right. whole hell area was a lot of CGI too, but it looked pretty good. Right, right, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and the zombies they looked pretty good, uh, or whatever they were, the lost souls or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they they moved pretty well, you know. Um, so, because you know, you can you play like I play. Um, I've been playing Resident Evil: The Village, and you know that's all computer graphics, and the characters and the, the monsters and that move pretty, pretty really. You know, like they're real. You know, it's not just crappies anymore. So, so and this this looked as good as some of that stuff. So, um, any other things that anybody want to bring? Up? All right, so. Um, now we're already two hours in, so we won't be able to do uh, what we've been watching. But uh, I wanted to let Sean say one thing because he was talking about something right before um, we started recording. You said some TV show about something about the dead or something. It was called uh, the Dawn of the Dead series that's on uh, Sci-Fi, I think, in the states. It's on okay. the Sci-Fi Channel, uh, CTV Sci-Fi here in Canada. And yep. I watched some of it. I watched the the first season. It's yep. to me, it feels very campy slash ridiculous. But I really enjoyed the uh, effects and the the makeup stuff that they do for the zombies. Yeah, yeah, they do a really good 
jobs. So I don't know if anybody's interested in a zombie thing to maybe see if you can check it out. Okay. It might be on Peacock because I, I noticed that um, Chucky is on Peacock. So you, and I think Day of the Dead is too. Okay, so they may be owned by the NBC Network. That's Sci-Fi. what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, interesting. How, how is it compared with Walking Dead? I mean, I'm not talking about quality, but I'm talking more like story. Or, or, uh, or, or Black Summer. Black Summer was the best. Yeah. Uh, like, it's the stories is ridiculous, I think. Like, there's the characters get into really crazy, ridiculous situations. And, like, I mean, I, it's... It's more just, I guess, a vehicle for just getting to see the zombies. At least that's kind of how it felt to me. And, like, everything else is just kind of the side stuff. So, I, like, it's not it's not a wonderful uh, told story. It's, is it, what, what about the zombies? Are they fast zombies or slow zombies? No, they're slow zombies. Okay, so it's closer to The Walking Dead than, than Black Summer or something. Gotcha. Well, no, no, The Walking Dead had, well, this, I guess, spoiler alert or whatever. But there's now they have fast zombies. The Walking Dead now has fast zombies because there's a clip at the end. There's a series that was two seasons, The World Beyond or something that was garbage. Um, at the end of its season, the finale episode, there's a post scene that had Dr. Jenner from the first season of Walking Dead. He was at the CDC. Okay. If you remember when Rick and the group go to the CDC in Atlanta and he lets them in. Yeah. And he's oh, yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. how his wife has was yeah. the patient. Yeah. In the they show a sequence where someone is watching a video and he's talking to them and you find out it's in France and that the French scientists may have actually caused the zombie out plague to start and then trying to uh cure it always ended up creating they ended up creating the super like the fast zombies from 28 days later. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, like, if you look on YouTube, you can find the the clip for it. It's it's actually kind of cool. Interesting. Okay, so but they're, now they're like it's they're talking about well, they're trying to like because I'm not sure if this is the case or not, but they're looking at expanding like other series around the world. Oh, so because no. it's been just focused on the states, right? Right, right, yeah. For right. The, the 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 three Walking Dead series, but now it's like opening to the world to see what's happening elsewhere and like this is what opens maybe they should maybe they should just stop it and and, and well there's also got some movies that they're brand new with rick yeah that's so, true that's true. yeah oh the so, main you know, show is ending yeah th- this is the final oh, it's official for it oh i didn't yeah, know that, that. Yeah. yeah oh okay how about that all right interesting but the idea of bringing yeah, the fast in is but they're gonna do new new series in the same universe uh, yeah same universe and right. uh there's uh, an actual theory that uh, Breaking Bad and Walking Dead oh, are the same luck. universe. Oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> I've heard. I've actually heard that. I uh, have too. Like through years ago, yeah. like when Breaking Bad was out. Actually, it might have even been mentioned on the uh, when Dark Discussion covered uh, Breaking Bad that they think that the the, the drug uh, that they yeah. made was what what actually causes the the. Uh, the, the Walking Dead. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll see if that's just fans, uh, fan theories or or something else uh, sooner or later. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming. Um, all right. So uh, that's the name of the show. What's it, what's it called once more, folks? 
Behemoth. No, no, no. The the show that Sean you're talking about. Oh. The, the was the Dawn of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Yeah, I mixed it up. My gotcha, gotcha. But, I think it's basically based on the Romero. Yeah, it's like Day gotcha. of the Dead. Gotcha. It was a take on his the zombies. So. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, sounds good. So uh, since we're in two hours and six minutes of recording, um, we can probably get into our final thoughts on this film here. So uh, um, let's start with you, Barrett, since you were the one that uh, discovered the film. Actually, how did you discover the film again? I was. You asked me to look for movies to say, hey, we can look at these. And so I looked for a list of movies that came out in November, and I found it on that list. Uh, there, there was about a list of 10 or 12 movies that came out that month, and the two that looked the most interesting were The Spore and this one. Um, this one I loved. I thought it was great. Um, there are a lot of aspects to this movie that we talked about tonight that make me like it even more. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's a good movie. Thumbs up. Watch it. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I like this movie a lot. Um, it was... Uh, really good um the side characters uh personal issues were as scary as as the main whole story plot um and and depressing and 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 kind of um uh just strange the whole thing the movie was really good generally and uh, i would highly recommend it as well uh barrett is right it's it's a really good film uh check it out uh let's go with you kevin yeah it's like I said, when I first saw this, I wasn't too thrilled about it. Uh, putting some thought into it changed my mind and gave me more respect for the film, especially the storyline. And after discussing it tonight, uh, going a little bit more in depth to it, I, I my respect for the film has still gone up. I'm still not. I'm still not going to sing its praises like a couple, you know, my fellow co-host here. And, you know, that's fine. I mean, I understand why you like it. I, I totally understand why you like it a lot. I just, I, I just can't find myself liking it as much, but it's, it's worth, it's worth it at least to uh, give it a shot. That that's, that's going to be my advice. If you, if, if this is the type of thing that may interest you, give it a shot because the acting isn't that great, but the storyline definitely can keep your attention. All right. Sounds good. And uh, let's go with you, uh, Sean Fox. I uh, just kind of echo kind of what Kevin was saying. I, I don't think it's a great movie. It's not a bad movie. Uh, you know, maybe check it out for yourself and see where you fall on the, the spectrum. Uh, but I would say that, again, if, if anything else I was going to praise the movie on is kind of interesting ideas. And then the uh, Paul Statman and his performance was worth watching. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, all right. So uh, once again, we're darkdiscussions.com uh, is the website. Halloween Boutique Psychotronics Reviews is the podcast. Uh, follow us. Uh, wherever podcasts are found, you can find this episode of the podcast either on Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews podcast um, feed, which, again, you can find anywhere, or you can find it also as part of the Dark Discussions podcast feed because uh, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews always uh, are released on that feed as well. Um, so, once again, the movie is called Behemoth. Uh, Behemoth. Uh, it was... Uh, 
um, directed by, and I'll let you say the name, Barrett. <laughs> Peter Zuzi. Ha. Zuzi Sizik. <laughs> this works for me. Uh, written by him as well as Derek Legas uh, and stars um, basically the main four folk. Uh, Josh Eisenberg as Josh. Paul Statman as Louis Woland. Jennifer Churchich as Kaylee and Richard Wagner as Dominic. Uh, the film is available wherever VOD is found. Um, I saw it on uh, all the platforms, so wherever you rent films, you will find it as well. Um, and it is available uh, right now. So I guess that's it. Uh, check it out if you're interested. And with all that stated, Barrett, why don't you lead us up? Thanks again for joining us on Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Join us next time when we do something completely different. (laughs) 